0: Play the game. Time to play the game! <laughs> and hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to the Third Line Grinders podcast. I am your host, Nicholas A. Gendro, and I am joined, as always, by the lovely. Cameron Pierce, not in the British accent. What's going on,
1: bud? Dude, such a fourth week in a row. I got so (laughs) excited. I got so excited. You know, I'm just happy to be here as always to record another episode, sipping on my Tullamore Dew to cope with the fact that I have to miss the playoff games uh, while we are recording these. So, uh, but as always, happy to be here, Nick. And as always, well,
0: sometimes unless she's working, uh, Sonic Veradium. What's going on?
2: You're never gonna let that go, are you? <laughs> 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 Forever embedded in this. Okay. Um. First of all, tell them or do. Yeah. Interesting. Irish okay. whiskey. Okay. I know it's Irish whiskey.
0: Yeah. But yeah, anyway. You better be drinking Irish whiskey. Look at him. Yeah. No I shit. Know. Look at this beard <laughs> right
2: now. <laughs> oh man. Um. Well, anyway, I'm doing fabulous. So thanks. Fabulous.
0: Mm, yeah. Fabulous. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Well, <clears throat> some teams in the playoffs right now are doing fabulous. Some are, some are not, but regardless, the playoffs have been buzzing around. Uh, speaking of buzzing, some stadiums allowing 12,000 fans like the Carolina Hurricanes did last night. That place was electric. Yeah. Uh, it we had a full. I know, but they said it was only 12,000, and I'm like, there's got to be more than that yeah. unless, like, good
1: no Go sorry no based <laughs> off of the sound I, that's the problem we're still stepping on each other freaking remote recordings but twelve thousand people and it easily sounded like it could have been 25 oh yeah
0: <laughs>
2: yeah but then you look at like the state the arena and it's like because i've been like i've been going to games and there's only like twelve thousand, whatever not even 12 000, It was like two thousand capacity and then when i saw the games at carolina i was like this place looks fucking full
0: <laughs> yeah i mean i i don't know if maybe just They didn't fill the balcony or something, but the Lodge and Lower Bowl, however anybody wants to refer to as, was definitely full. So that place was electric. Um, The playoffs have been great so far. I mean, you really can't ask for much more. You've had overtimes, I think, in like, I think it was Sunday, you had three consecutive overtimes or games going from Saturday into Sunday with overtimes. You've had unbelievably physical games too, especially. Between these two that we're watching right, well, that I'm watching right now, Tampa and Florida, these two have been destroying each other. Um, but we might as well lead it off with the most interesting, or the the series that we are all most interested in and invested in, and that's the Bruins and the Capitals, uh, currently tied at one-one. Coming back to Boston, they play tomorrow night, which would be Wednesday night at six thirty. Weird, Weird start, right? Yeah. But whatever, I mean, hey, for anybody that gets to go, I guess it's a less long of a night unless it goes to overtime for the third straight game. But uh, Cam, why don't you break down game one since the, your caps uh, were able to squeak up the win in overtime?
1: Well, I thought that Washington was far, not far and away. There's a lot of people who are saying that Washington was far and away the better team in game one I don't think that that's necessarily true I think Washington deserved to win game one however they were faster to every loose puck I think that that's been a trend through the major- uh through both of the two games here they've been winning those puck races they've been for the most part the more physical teams I mean if you actually added up the the legal hockey hits that have taken place between the two games it's probably closer than you would think just by based on watching the games but Washington came out made a concerted effort to play that big bad physical game that we've talked about them playing all year and going into this series and I think that that's part of what gave them the edge in that game and uh you know maybe a goal that uh Tuka Rask maybe should be not should not be letting in or maybe should be letting in in overtime depending on how you look at it that uh, ultimately gave them the win. But I think Washington definitely deserved to win game one, especially on the back of uh, Boston's top line, not performing uh, to the standard that they should.
0: Yeah. I mean, speaking of the hits, uh, first game, Capitals had the edge 51 hits to 41 hits in that game. Uh, Sonic, wh- how did you break down uh, game one? Uh,
2: yeah, I think uh, the Cavs were a much stronger team on the ice. Um, against us, we kind of just like slacked a little, especially towards like the second and third period. And Cam, like you said, like our top guys just didn't have it. Um, I think for the whole game there. And, um, I don't know if you guys like heard the interview afterwards, but like Bruce Cassidy wasn't too pleased. Um, but overall, yeah, I agree. I think, um, I think Washington caps deserve that win as much as I hate to say that, but, and then turn around for game two was interesting too but yeah for game one definitely the Caps.
0: i mean i just found it so fitting that tom wilson out of all people scores a, of course the series opening goal in the first period i mean it was a it was a sick shot i mean to tuck it underneath the shoulder rask hit the hit that far corner too it was a great play and a great goal but it was just like yeah, you're I like oh, a I was people. just like, Are you fucking kidding me like, <laughs> I, out of all the people?
1: I deleted Twitter months ago, but I thought about putting it on my phone again just to see the NHL Twitter sphere explode for the for the direction <laughs> yeah. of that game.
0: Oh yeah, it was go it was going bananas. I mean it, it really was but um i guess what what people were going more bananas about though was um well first off jake debrusk hello how are you welcome back Yeah, welcome back the, <laughs> welcome back to the playoffs uh totally different player uh in these first couple games but he scores uh if i remember right cam was it right off the face off
1: yes it was right off the face off it kind of bounced to him and he just took a quick shot when he saw the opening yeah
0: yeah, quick shot shot it. Um I guess you'd call it far side weak side on yep. on uh Vanichek and unfortunately uh Vitek Vanichek suffered an injury there. I am I don't know if they've come out and said exactly what it is. I'm assuming it it's got to be a groin, obviously lower body, yeah. but it's got to be a groin, groin or a hamstring. hamstring.
2: Yeah. I was going to say it looked like he pulled his groin like when he was trying to save the save
0: the puck yeah diving, he did like a
2: full split and everything and i was yeah, like "Ooh, that looked like it hurt
0: yeah diving across the crease and if you kind of saw when he when he did dive for it it seemed like his the his upper body kind of fell forward which i think gave that pressure down there even more yeah. and i think that's where he kind of tweaked it but so instead in comes a 39 year old veteran who's going to be 40 this this week and craig anderson and craig anderson actually played very well uh from entering the game obviously last night a little bit of a different story but you had brendan dylan score the uh the go-ahead goal in the second period and then of all people fucking nick <laughs> nick ritchie he just finds a way i guess to, <laughs> to find his way on the score sheet and then uh obviously in in the overtime uh God, where is it? Nick down so Dow. like right? yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Nick Dowd from
0: Oshi and Wilson. Um Yeah, Cam, I mean I obviously at the time, like, you know, Saturday night, few few drinks. Yep. Uh getting all fired <laughs> up during this game. I was fucking pissed, but you know, going back and watching it, it's I feel like almost all the goals other than Wilson's goal has been a fucking redirect um against Raskin. Those you can't read, it's tough to blame the goalie for most redirects just because of how all the different angles that the puck is coming from. You know what I mean? Um, So, overall, I like overall, I was annoyed more than anything, but I also kind of like went into game one expecting the Bruins to lose. Like, I was expecting the Capitals to win because they're on home ice, first playoff game. These two teams always play each other very physically, um, and the Caps are just a bigger and stronger team, and they showed it, and they br- they brought their skating legs. And like you guys said, um, that top line of Bergeron, Pasternak, and Marshawn didn't do anything. Pasternak had, I think, a, a secondary assist um, on, the, on one of the goals, and other than that, they didn't do anything. And Washington was just – Washington, this whole series so far, has blocked like – every outside shot that the Bruins have taken, whereas if a shot from the point is getting taken from the Capitals against the Bruins, it's it's hitting off somebody's leg, that, and then it's getting down near the net and forcing Rasta to have to make a save or, or um, you know, try and divert the puck into the corner. So um, let's get into game two, unless you guys had anything else from game one.
1: No, uh, no I, I think
2: I, I think, Kim, you wrote you wrote like a little quote here about I think I'm assuming that's what Bruce Cassidy was saying.
1: Yes, Bruce Cassidy after the game uh, in talking about his uh, top scoring line said our guy. This is abbreviated. This isn't exactly what he said. It's kind of cut down for time. But he said our top guys didn't seem to have it. Couldn't find ice. Give Washington credit. We couldn't escape pressure on the power play and find the open guy. Not typical of what we've seen lately from that group. So hopefully game two. They're a little sharper. And I believe that those top two lines, Nick, stepped up to that call.
0: Absolutely. I think the message was sent, obviously, between game one and game two. And with Patrice Bergeron being your captain and being your leader, he knew it too. Um, I think that whole locker room knew it. And Marshawn's another leader on on that team. I wouldn't really call Pasternak a leader, but you could tell, like, you know, <clears throat> big difference between game one and game two. Just like that, just the way the line was playing, they just seemed faster, stronger on the puck. Even though Washington was really all over the Bruins early uh, last night in game two, um, but yeah, the the first line stepped up, and the whole the whole lineup did. I mean, it's it started off with uh, oh, I I don't have the game up in front of me right now, of course, but uh, well,
1: it was DeBrusque who scored the
0: first goal again?
2: Yeah,
0: it's yeah. again. And it's like, like I was just saying, like, I, I, out of all the, out of all the players, like the one to step up right now is, is Jake DeBrusque. and He's been playing on that fourth line, which I think has helped him if anything.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, it's like, it comes to a shock to me that he's actually doing so well, considering everything
1: from the regular season. And Charlie Coyle too, who hasn't necessarily been on the score sheet too Mm -hmm. much, but he has looked stronger. I think he might've had an assist the other night. I don't know off the top of my head, but uh, he has definitely looked better than he did throughout the entire regular season where we all know all too well that sports media here in Boston had not been kind to him this year. We certainly hadn't been kind to him this year and not that he didn't deserve it, but you know. It, it just came into question, like, did the Bruins sign him too early and give him too much money? Did he Is he just mailing it in now after that contract was signed? There was a serious argument to be made there, and right now it seems like he feels like he has something to play for again. So we'll see how that goes in the long term, obviously. But right now it yeah. seems pretty good. Yeah, Yeah.
0: no, and, um, you know, I, I didn't notice Nick Ritchie as much last night as I did the first night. It just seems like constantly when he's out there it's – he just kind of bumps somebody and then just slowly skates away. It's kind of it's kind of annoying to watch, but um, I think defensively, um, if you were to look at uh, each team's blue lines, I feel like Chara hasn't even Chara. I, I think has had the lowest ice time amongst defensemen in both teams in both games. Yeah. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. And I'm surprised by that actually because you. You would think that Chara, of all people, obviously knows the Bruins best other than the Bruins team themselves. So I'm just surprised that they're not utilizing him, I guess, against the top line where it seems um, it seems like Orlov is getting those minutes. Car- uh, Carlson's obviously getting those minutes. Um, but I think defensively, both teams have, de- have been pretty good. Tons of blocked shots, obviously tons of hits, and... Um, Blue liners stepping up for Washington when they need them like Dimitri Orloff did last night, Cam.
1: Yeah, Dimitri Orloff. But before we go too far away from him, just to speak, uh, or too far away from Chara, I want to speak to that a little bit. It goes back to game one. I don't remember exactly off the top of my head, but I believe he was out there for one of the goals that Boston scored, if not that, just a really good scoring opportunity. And he was out there against uh, one of the Bruins' top, li- top two lines. And I believe Peter Laviolette saw that and went, oh boy, we probably shouldn't have him out there against the brunt of this uh, Boston team's speed. And it was after that that he spent uh, the majority of his time. I heard the numbers, the exact minutes he spent against each line uh, the other night, but he spent the majority of his time going against uh, Boston's bottom six forwards. But Dmitry Orlov... Uh, is a guy I've been hypercritical of in the past, and uh, I will stand by everything I've said for the most part. But it is time for him to step up again. He was really good in the 2018 Stanley Cup run. Guys like him, Justin Schultz, Nick Jensen, Brendan Dillon, Brendan Dillon especially as well, all need to step up and prove that they deserve to be in this lineup and need to justify the fact that you know they traded... Um, what's his face? Uh, Siegenthaler recently before the trade deadline. Uh, Trevor Van Riemsdyk could have easily been in this lineup as well. So these are guys who are all not only fighting to keep the puck out of the net and keep Boston away from the net, but also to keep themselves in the lineup as well. So there's dual motivation there, especially considering how kind of wishy-washy all of the defensive uh, pairings have been for Washington so far this year. But overall, I'm not displeased with how they've played in these first two games.
0: Yeah, I mean... They take advantage of a terrible, absolutely terrible Kevin Miller pinch in the neutral zone that led to—I think that was Hathaway's third goal, yeah. second goal, third or well, the, goal. Second, his, his second, second, second goal, but the third yeah. of the game. Yes, um, and he's been a—he's been a pain in the Bruins' ass um, every game that they play against each other. He's—he's kind of like that water bug out there that's out there hitting everything that moves and skates hard and. He, his first goal was a snipe, too. Like, he absolutely picked it. So,
2: yeah.
0: Um, good skilled player there. But, uh, yeah, Kevin Miller had a terrible pinch. And, it, like, once that happened, I literally sat back in, on my couch and I'm like, oh boy. So, here we go. Right to Twitter. Uh, <laughs> and just seeing all the people trying to defend Kevin. Oh, well, Ke- like, the Bruins would have won the cup li- uh, against the Blues if they had Kevin Miller in their lineup. Shut up. That's not true. So stop saying that and you can't go back and change it either This guy is a defensive liability. That's if he's such a veteran presence. That's been around the game for forever And is smart defensively what other defenseman is gonna step up and try and make that pinch there That guy shouldn't even be be allowed past the fucking red line when the Bruins have the puck heading into the offensive zone That really pissed me off and but I'll give him credit he did block that Ovechkin shot that Ovechkin absolutely teed up and like obviously it's playoff hockey so anybody's gonna be willing to put their body in front of that but Ovechkin's shot is just so heavy and so good that it was a hell of a block but but no
2: I was I was so nervous that he was gonna catch it just be down for the entire game but then again you would've been happy Nick so (laughs) It's
0: it's just like things like that and there was a couple plays like in the offensive zone that the puck would go back to Miller and he wouldn't be able to settle it down and catch it and keep it in the zone and then then he has to bust back and get back and play defense again it's just you know like I'm not, I can't compare him to Charlie McAvoy but the way Charlie McAvoy plays and his his calming presence when he has the puck and when the puck is near him it's night and day to, to Miller and I think Charlie McAvoy has probably been the best defenseman from both teams so far just based off how many minutes he's played The type of minutes that he's playing, you know, whether it be on the PK or on the power play and the chances. It's just It's just funny. Like I think the Bruins had They had like 47 shots or something last night and And like there were still times where I'm like can this team just shoot it Like, just shoot the puck.
1: The amount of times that they skate into the zone and turn back and do a drop pass that gets poked away or something of the sort, it's ridiculous.
2: It was so annoying. I was like, just shoot the freaking puck already.
0: (laughs) And they still finish with, like, 47 shots on net. So It's like, geez, I don't know how much more you can really shoot it, but it's part of me wonders, it's like, do you guys realize you're playing against Craig Anderson? I was about to say that. Mm-hmm. A guy that you have own, who you
1: owned when he was in Ottawa too. Yeah. So you know, except for and, that 2017 playoff series, but we can ignore that. Yeah, yeah, we'll ignore that. You <laughs> know.
2: <It> doesn't count.
0: <laughs> it's I don't know. It's just been. I was very, I was very relieved, obviously, when Taylor Hall scored that goal to make it three-three. I mean, what a thrill for that guy! It must have been, and then, and then you know, obviously, I'm sitting here. Goes to overtime, like all right, all right, like, you know, how late am I going to be up for? Like, I got to be up at 530 in the morning and then 30, 39 seconds in. And um, I forget who it was. I, I forget if it was on the Nessun feed or the NBC feed. Um, they showed the replay from back behind the capital zone. I think it was Haglin that went off for a bad change cam that allowed um, Krejci to hold the puck in the zone Send it over to Grizzlick and then Grizzlick to send it back over to to Marshawn yeah. for that laser of a one timer.
2: I think that angle was NBC because I was watching the same one.
0: I mean, I what, like, what do you what do you make of that cam? I mean, that's got to be frustrating for especially for Haglin, who's another veteran guy that's been around the block and that's helped teams, you know, get over the hump and who's been a good player for the Capitals. I think ever since they got him,
1: I have really enjoyed uh, Carl Haglin with Washington bonafide third fourth line player and that was a bonafide fourth liner play (laughs) it's it it was rough i mean listen i want to reiterate i don't have stakes in this series i'm miserable watching these games but like and i but i am happy when one thing when something happens to one team but simultaneously unhappy for the other you know on the other side of the equation, and vice versa, and that was one of those situations where I was like, "Cool, Boston won. It's going back to Boston, tied a, with a competitive series." And then on the other side of things, I'm like, "Carl Hag- Hagelin won Stanley Cups in L.A., or at least one Stanley Cup in L.A. I don't remember how if he was there for both." You didn't see him making plays like that in 2014.
0: Just a be- like a terrible, terrible change. Like, why are you even changing if the puck is still in the offensive zone? Right. And you're in, well, technically in your defensive zone.
1: Right, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I think Oshie, though, has probably been, other than, um, you know, Wilson Wilson had a good game in game one, and then I felt like last night he was kind of quiet, but I feel like Oshie has probably been your most consistent forward. Yeah. Um. And uh, Ovechkin, he had one assist last night, four shots on net, three hits. But, oh, my God, wait, can we go back to game one and how <laughs> – yeah. how Obi absolutely ran David
1: Krejci over like he was a semi-truck.
2: I saw that. Listen. I was waiting for one of you to
1: say it. <laughs> Listen, I... Like I said, no stakes in this series, but I was brought off of my couch onto my feet when that happened. Just like pointing my uh... finger at the TV, like, holy fuck. Did you see that? He's dead. He's
0: dead. (laughs) (laughs) That's all
1: I was thinking. I was like, oh my God. So this is how this game's going to go. Yep. And that goes back to just, um, you know, uh, Washington coming out and playing that big physical hockey. They had a game plan for game one tried to carry it over to game two, didn't work as well because Boston had a game plan, which was just put pucks on the guy who's going to give you rebounds and ultimately Boston wins off of that formula. (laughs)
0: His rebound control is bad, but okay, yeah. how about how about Wilson's hit on Lazar last night that sent Lazar into the fucking bench in the oh, air?
2: Dude, that I was like, <laughs> oh, that looks like it hurt.
0: I mean, that was like a border borderline charge there. I mean, he took like four or five good strides to get over to that yeah. to that part of the ice to hit Lazar, but it when I saw that, I just like when, when it went to um commercial I went back and I rewatched it like five times and I'm like
2: it's cringeworthy <laughs> lazar
0: got absolutely mashed <laughs> um, I wish Ethan, I wish Ethan was here so we he could get his takes on on uh, The officiating in the series so far. I was very surprised by um, That scrum with mantha and Marsh how they called both of them. Oh, um, yeah, when Manta seemed to start it, start obviously started it, but and then, Ma- they call Marshawn like when once the ref came over and Marshawn puts his stick in Mantha's face, and then they call and then they called um, the embellishment on Tom Wilson, where uh, Connor Clifton took an interference call against him, and it was a it was an interference, but I think that's just like the officiating basically saying like all right Tom like. You're six foot four, two hundred and thirty five pounds. You telling me that five foot ten fucking Connor Clifton's gonna take you down that easy on the half wall there? Like, come on!
1: I yeah, absolutely interference Wilson. I do think embellished just enough to justify the call, and I agree with you. I completely understand what you're saying, Nick. I I think that that was the that was the league, if not just the officials, on a more personal level saying, "Listen, we're not gonna take." a single ounce of your bullshit in this series on, yeah. you know, whether it's you're killing somebody or pretending that you just got shot. We're yeah. just not standing for any of it tonight or no, all fed up with his attitude and his way of playing. So right.
2: I think that's, yeah, they're just done with it.
0: I was going to ask you, Kim, what, uh, on the Taylor Hall goal that tied it up was like two 30 to go in the third. Um, if you were P- if you were Peter Laviolette in that situation, Would you have called to review for the goalie interference, taking that risk of getting a two-minute delay a game penalty if, if there was no GI there?
1: I was hoping, I was expecting this question. I was hoping you'd ask this question because my answer is a strong no. I don't think that there was enough to justify a goal center interference call. And I think the last thing you want to do, with two minutes and 49 seconds left in a now tie game is to send Boston to the power play. So I think that it's better to just just play the hockey game, just take your lumps and go home and try to either win it before the end of uh, the game, like Boston almost did a couple times, or uh, just try to win it in OT. Obviously, it didn't work out, but I just think it was probably the safer bet.
0: I agree with you. I, I don't think that there was enough there, but if I were a fan of that team. You know, I'm obviously thinking it right away. Well, is, there's got to be goal interference there, right? Like, uh, bodies everywhere. But, at the end of the day, I think it was a smart call by Laviolette. Even though, put the Bruins on the power play, they're not going to fucking score.
1: If, <laughs> no, a it's gonna, true. But, if a team, if, if if it'll, a it would be the score, one time that they do score when right. they, you know, make a stupid coach's challenge.
0: I mean, the, the cap, like, the Bruins still haven't figured out to, stop taking penalties against Washington. Oh, they won't. I think...
2: Oh, yeah. I was going
0: to say they won't. (laughs) It's just like... (laughs) How many... Like, especially if something... If if there's a real bad penalty, like, at home and it costs you a game... That's going to be so fucking frustrating. But I can't shoot them for doing something they haven't done yet. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Um, Cam, now that it's tied one-to-one... Uh, what are your expectations going into Boston for the next two for the next two games and moving forward in the series?
1: Um, I'm standing by my pick, Washington and seven, because I'm a man of my word. Though I feel significantly less confident in that pick simply because I'm not confident in Washington's ability to stay fit for this series, and I'm not saying that they're not in shape. You know, I think that they are. It's a matter of injuries. You see Vitek Vanacek, who Washington's goalie situation was already a little bit of a debacle this year. I don't think it's as bad as a lot of people made it out to be, but it was certainly uh, the one place where I gave Boston the edge going into the series was goaltending. And you see Vitek Vanacek go out in game one, rebound. I wish there was a way that we could incorporate rebound into Anderson's name because it just doesn't work like rebound Reimer did back in 2013. But – um you, know, you you get bringing a guy Craig Anderson White had played two or three games the entire regular season hadn't played a playoff game since 2017 with Ottawa it's just tough and then you have Lars Eller going out last night uncertain for game 3 with an undisclosed uh, I believe lower body injury but it doesn't matter it's undisclosed we'll never fucking know what it is this is the NHL playoffs after all and then you have uh Samsonov who is allegedly going to be skating Uh, with the team probably not going to be playing Kuznetsov who is off COVID protocol, a question mark, but does he come back with Lars Eller out, you know, before he's ready to come back? I think that there's a good chance we'll see that if Kuznetsov comes back and plugs that Eller hole and goes back to his Kuznetsov form, I feel a lot more confident in Washington's ability to win in seven games. Like I said, um, but at the end of the day, I do feel less confident in Mike' prediction at this point. Not to downplay Washington's ability as a team. It's just the fact that I'm not sure they can stay healthy. It's just the rate that they're going.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, Craig Anderson, though, even though he's, what is this, like, like you said, it's what, twice that he's been on now? Yes. For yeah. He isn't doing that bad, if you consider it.
0: Uh, it it's, just, it's just the rebound control is really what's killer yeah. is. Because he's not even like it's not like a a more today's traditional goalie is more of like a hybrid slash butterfly goalie. Like Craig Anderson is a stand up goalie. Yeah, and it's when he goes down to butterfly and tries to get up, it is slow. Well, I mean, he's turning he's
2: turning forty on Friday, so. Oh, I
1: know (laughs) the NBC announcers keep reminding me.
2: I feel so bad. I'm just like, leave it alone. Okay, he's forty. Whatever.
0: Would you have felt better with, if, uh, obviously it's tough to say, but if if Henrik Lundqvist was able to stay healthy and play for the team,
1: would you have felt better with Lundqvist than that? If it, listen, like you said, that is a really tough call to make because we haven't seen Lundqvist play since the bubble last year where he was pulled for, I believe, Georgiev, but... At the end of the day, if it was the same situation and Vanatech was starting and got injured and it was Lumquist or Anderson, I'd probably go with Lumquist
0: yeah, I would too i was I was just curious that's all, yeah, so like, how do you feel about this series and where it's at now, tied one one?
2: I mean, I don't know. I don't I, I think what was my prediction like six game six would be for Bruins um. I don't know. I mean, Caps are just a really strong team. I'm I get nervous every time we play because I can't I don't can't predict the outcome. I just feel like the Caps always will score first or will always go to an OT. So I don't know. I'm I have no idea. I, I honestly think that we will not make it, but we we Bruins we
0: you I don't know. Yet? It's. You don't think the Bruins are going to win now?
2: I don't know. It's just every game I'm just like oh on no. my toes. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> what do you think?
0: I feel more confident after last night than I did after game one. Uh, the goaltending situation that Washington is dealing with they, is at a big disadvantage as opposed to what the Bruins are dealing with. And really, Rask has been fine. Like, so stop calling for Swayman. Rask hasn't, like, he really hasn't been bad at all. It's, like I said earlier, a lot of these goals have been deflection goals. So uh, have your defense step up and actually block a full shot and not let the shots yeah. get through.
2: He had a couple um, softies, but...
0: Yeah, I mean, he has some squeakers, but, like, you're going to expect the same thing from Anderson, too. Yeah. It's a matter of being able to shut down that Wilson-Ovechkin backstrom line... Like, cause if they're not going, then, well, then I don't know. Then Hathaway might just score the rest of the goals for the fucking Caps. But I f- I feel more confident. I think that you know neither team has had more than a one goal lead in this series. Um, obviously, both games have gone to overtime, so it tells you how tight checking and how goals come at a premium uh, in this series. But I think that if the if the Bruins can take advantage of home ice and get a two goal lead, get a three goal lead early, get one early on Anderson, get the get the garden all fired up, ready to go. I think that the Bruins can ride that momentum. But
2: Yeah, I feel like now that it's home, like if we start if we score the first goal, I think that'll we, give us the momentum we need. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. But I mean, like Cam said, though, I'm still going to stick with my prediction that the Caps are going to win. I think, what did I say, in six or seven?
2: I think you said six. No idea, I don't dude. Know. I don't remember I don't what remember. I ate for dinner
1: last
0: night. Word, word, word. Probably
1: all that Tullamore do. <laughs> I think I ate popcorn at my friend's house. I think that's the only thing I ate last night, so. <laughs> nice. All right,
0: anyway. well, let's move, let's move on from this series. Um, obviously, we will see what happens, and... By this time next week, who knows what, what the case will be. But game three, tomorrow night, Wednesday night at 6.30. Same with uh, Friday night at 6.30, both at the TD Garden. So we will see what happens there. I'm sure Sonic will be in attendance for one of them. Nope, and will not be. Yeah, okay, bud. No, nope, that's curious. On not, not going to any playoff world.
2: game. <laughs> Don't give me shit for that now. <laughs> um,
0: Let's get into the next... I would say the most interested series we have that we are invested in, obviously, because even though Ethan's not here, the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Florida Panthers, the first time that these two have ever met in the playoffs. And boy, did Game 1 live up to the hype. I mean, these two teams were murdering each other, goals back and forth, lead changes back and forth. Um, as of right now, as we're recording this, Tampa Bay is up 2 nothing, about halfway through the second on Florida outshooting, Florida 17-12. to But game one, Cam, were you able to watch the whole thing?
1: I was not able to watch the whole thing, but the bits and pieces I saw, I can totally understand and justify in my own head why people were calling this maybe the game of the year so far. It was electric, as you said, just right from the puck drop. I mean, a lot of games we see... You know, playoff games, first five minutes, everybody's standing up in the crowd. Teams are going head-to-head, bouncing off each other the whole time. Maybe you see a quick goal. This game, like, it never settled into a lull and then rose back up. It wasn't that roller coaster that you normally get up, down, up, down in the playoffs. It was just a constant barrage from both teams, and it was brilliant. I loved it. It was It was. Sorry. Sorry, go ahead, Sonic.
2: No, I was going to say, it was one of those games that if you looked away for like half a second, you would miss something because there was so much action going on that you had to pay attention. And it was such a brilliant game. It was so intense, and I loved it.
0: It's a great way to put it. Um, 90 hits in ga- in that game between the two teams. 54 of them for Florida. Um, 36 for Tampa, but... Uh, Tampa Bay took advantage of the power plays that they were given. They went three for four. Well, uh, Florida went one for three, uh, 18 penalty minutes for Florida, 16 for Tampa. Uh, Blake Gore, Blake Coleman got it going. Then Barkov, then, uh, for Hage to for Hage, I believe is how you say yes. it. Um, scored against his former team to make it 2-1, then Kucherov, make it 2-2, then Kucherov again, make it 3-2, fuck you, uh, Nikita Kucherov, piece of shit. Um, Jonathan Huberto to tie it up 3-3, then Owen Tippett, never heard of him, uh, makes it 4-3, and then Braden Point, uh, back-to-back, about five and a half minutes between the two goals, which ends up being the game-winner. Uh... Just an intense series and I think like this is this is the kind of series you you need in the first round because it I think it just sets the tone for the other teams around the league. That playoff hockey is so different and with fans being in the stands now and you have these two in state rivals that absolutely hate each other, it's it's makes it makes for a beautiful game.
1: And no, like it absolutely you said, does. And it's like the first said, time Sonic. that they're ever playing each other in the postseason season too. Uh, and to do it and to be able to have the fans in the stadium, you know, in a time where there was always the question mark of whether or not there would be fans in the building at all this year. So to have them go against each other in the playoffs for the first time, to have fans in the building, to have the atmosphere be as electric as it is, it has just been perfect. And for both teams to be as good as they are, like this could have happened in like 2012 with a one seed playing an eight seed. It's like, no, these two teams dogged it out for the top spots in the division all year. Neither of them got it ultimately because of obviously a very good Carolina team. But I I just think it's absolutely perfect to see these two teams go up against each other to both be so talented and, and for one to be also like the marquee team in the National Hockey League right now, or one of the marquee teams in the National Hockey League going up against... I guess what I would normally call one of the ugly stepchildren of the league and have the having the ugly stepchild all of a sudden coming in like they just won a goddamn beauty pageant looking fucking fantastic so far. Love that analogy. <laughs> Thank you. I, I'm very happy that that didn't fall completely flat on its face. I have a car crash <laughs> sound effect that was waiting just in case of it bombed.
0: <laughs> uh, the one thing though that that is different is uh, Florida didn't start so you Bobrovsky tonight. They decided to go with uh, Dreger instead and Early on uh, early on the uh, Lightning were able to take advantage of that I hope that Florida can come back in this series and or at least make it a series like all this hype around them They had a great regular season uh, obviously Tampa gets Kucherov, a healthy Kucherov back to start the playoffs. A healthy Stamkos back to start the playoffs. Um, you know they got, they have talent up and up and down that whole roster. And, and don't get me wrong, so does Florida. I just don't know. Watching the first two games, if Florida can like, actually keep pace, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, Florida's a Florida's a heavier team. Like they're they're going to be the more physical team. But they don't have enough. They don't have enough skill. So if they're gonna win this series and even win games in this series, they're gonna have. They're just gonna have to outwork Tampa in the corners, win the 50-50 battles, and take advantage of whatever um, high-danger chance shots you have. Because Vasilevsky, I don't think, has looked the same all year, let alone in this series so far. So I don't I know mean, if you granted, saw these posts. Good. Now go on. I cut you off. Oh, no, I was just going to say, Granny's is posting a shutout right now, so hopefully I just jinxed it. So what were you going to say?
1: I was going to say, I don't know if you guys saw the stat that I put on our sheet earlier today, but uh, including uh, yeah. game one, mm-hmm. Vasilevsky has given up four goals on ten separate occasions so far this year, five of which were to the Florida Panthers. So it's not like Florida has issues scoring uh, on a, you know, regular basis against Tampa Bay. But like Nick just said, it comes down to whether or not they can compete in a best of seven series and have that depth scoring. And again, go up against one of the marquee teams in the NHL. Uh, And that speaks to like the, and the lack of playoff experience as well. And it speaks to making moves for guys like Patrick Hornquist in the off season, who they immediately gave the assistant captain role as well and said, I mean, and you have Joel Quenville as the coach too. So you have to imagine that he plays a big role as well, but You know, you bring in guys like him, and it's like, okay, you've helped teams get over that hump and win Stanley Cups. You're also a big guy who is a a pest, a pain in the ass to play against, but can put the puck in the back of the net. And they also brought in, like, Anthony Duclair, the guy's his own agent, and he comes in and and lights the lamp all the time. He's having a great year with Florida. So I, I think that they'll be okay in terms of scoring goals and all of that. It just really is going to be a matter of, can they sustain the constant pressure, as you said? Yeah. Nick, so,
2: yeah. And then tonight they're playing without uh, Sam Bennett for he got suspended for a game. Yeah, he so. got.
0: And Bennett's been great ever since he left Calgary and came over yeah. at the trade deadline. Um, I did hear too during the broadcast that the Lightning only had twenty losses this season, five of which came against Florida. So. Hmm. I th- I forget what the numbers were in in the season splits between the two teams, but Flor- uh, Florida won five of them, five of eight. So, uh, also too, I th- I think that uh Florida's really missing their top defenseman who went down with that nasty injury. Why am I blanking on his fucking name? Ekblad. Ekblad.
2: Ekblad yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, Aaron Ekblad. They are they definitely miss him. And just have, and like obviously, I mean, we talked about it when the injury happened. But that's that's going to be a tough, a tough uh hole to fill just because of how good Ekblad is. But you know, you have guys like Yandel back there
1: and Gudis. and Mackenzie Weaver. You can't sure. gotta love Wieger.
0: him. Also, how about Noel Achary? has yeah. looked awesome oh, yeah. all, all year, and man, sometimes the Bruins it's like. I would have rather paid Nola Chari than pay fucking Chris Wagner.
1: Oh yeah. I think I said that back when all that happened.
0: Yeah. But that's me anyway. (laughs) Um, so yeah, so I don't know. I, I still think that Tampa wins a series, but I hope it, I hope they get all fired up. Oh, they're showing Brian Flores, the head coach of the Miami dolphins is at the game. So he's getting the crowd all fired up too. Um, I still think that Tampa wins this series but I hope I hope these two teams just beat the shit out of each other and Yeah.
2: I mean I'm all I'm all for the Panthers.
0: Beat. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah,
2: sorry Ethan and, but I'm all Florida Panthers.
0: And Barkov and Huberdor are, are just as good as Kucherov and Stamkos.
2: Yeah. In their um, own
0: way, yes. In their yes, yes, yes of course. Obviously two different types of well four different types of players. Barkov is big burly bastard that has a shit ton of skill and is more of like a two-way power forward where Hubedos that skilled pass first look uh pass first player where Stamkos is a sniper and Kucherov is a sniper um but let's carry on let's just touch on the other series that are going on there's still two series I haven't started and that would be Edmonton and Winnipeg they start tomorrow night and then Thursday night, which we all were saying might be the best series besides Tampa and Florida. Montreal and Toronto will kick off on Thursday night. So that I cannot wait for it. I will be Oh fuck. I have hockey Thursday night, so I will not be watching that. So anyway. I won't either.
2: I'll be on a plane.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Well, fair enough then. I guess uh we'll yeah. just watch the highlights.
2: <laughs> the highlights it is. <laughs>
0: um I don't know about you guys. On Sunday I, I watched uh I think basically from like the third period into the overtime of Vegas and Minnesota. I
2: definitely want to talk about that. My boy. Let me tell you,
0: Mark, Mark Andre Fleury is still like elite. Yeah. He's an an elite goaltender still. And I think he's what, 36, 37? He's been around the league forever. Some of the saves that
1: play in 15 consecutive postseasons. Crazy. Insane. And that that behind the back save that he made got deked out was
0: twisting his body, puts his glove out behind his back and makes the save. And oh. makes the save.
2: I was like, what?
0: <laughs> Unreal. And it was a great game too. Granted, it ended one nothing, so some you know average hockey fans would say well, that's a boring game. But really, it was it was a hard fought battle all the way through. And then uh, Joel Erickson Erickson Ek puts a puts a kind of a softie by by flurry but i don't think he saw the shot so they played tonight game two in vegas um with minnesota up one nothing but yeah uh Sonia, you said you wanted to just touch on that series
2: no I, I mean cam and i were talking about this earlier and how like we both really are rooting for minnesota right now um i think cam you said you wanted to retract something or you wanted to say something about minnesota wild but like i watched that game and i just started to laugh when um the goal because i had him on my fantasy team and i was like oh if we were just still playing fantasy i would have gotten so many points for that
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i um we obviously weren't able to make predictions about the honda west division last week because the field wasn't completely set so i'm going to lock it in right now the minnesota (laughs) wild are going to beat vegas in seven games i'm riding my surprise (laughs) team of the year until the very end I have to keep rotting this wave. Cam Talbot for Vesna. He was awesome in game one. My God. No. <laughs> he, he was fantastic in game one. The whole team, the whole game is just fantastic. Uh, the whole, the, I just, I love it. I love it so much. I'm obviously being facetious, but um, I would love to see Minnesota complete the upset. I think Vegas needs to continue to suffer a little bit more before they win the Stanley cup. Sorry as much as I love a lot of the guys on Vegas and think that they deserve to win Stanley Cups. Like Mark Stone, the guy needs to win a Stanley Cup. Yeah. For sure.
0: I I love how last week we ended with me talking about Cam Talbot and I asked if I if he was still on Edmonton. No, he's just starting <laughs> in game one of the first round of the playoffs for uh, the Minnesota Wild. I thought they were going to play that that rookie that Kaken. came in in the Kakanen that played Kakenin, the middle yeah, of the year. But... Guess he's the backup, but yeah, Cam Talbot looked unreal. And but I don't know. Uh, Vegas just has so much talent up front that it's like, at what at what point will he be exposed? So that's why tonight's huge. If Minnesota can go two yeah. zero and go back home, yep, that's massive.
1: I don't know I'm if Minnesota will
2: for have that. fans.
1: I'm not sure either.
2: Would you say you, you don't think they'll have a lot of fans? or I don't know, know if Minnesota
1: fans? will have fans. I don't know what their oh like, I yeah I don't know what the, the arena, but um. Yeah no it would be huge for them to go back 2-0 at home and uh listen i'm okay to take the l on this one i I can slot in my bad take into the compilation right now i'm totally okay with it i just need to continue to ride this wave it has served me well so far this year god it has me excited for who i can pick next year too i just got to try to keep this the streak going well, geez, Cam, let us enjoy these playoffs first before we worry about next year. Dude, I'm such a sad prick that literally I'm watching the first string of playoff games and I'm like, man, the season's going to be over in like two months. And then what am I going to do for another two months? <laughs> You're going to watch the Sox, kid. Ooh, oh, yay. Florida just scored two to one now.
2: Ugh. And then meanwhile... And meanwhile, I'm thinking
0: about
2: like my fantasy team for next year, even though it's oh October. Oh my god! <laughs>
0: Just like I've got it ready. I'm ready. <laughs> uh, Carolina won uh, last night. They won their first game against Nashville five to two, pretty handedly. Uh, obviously, we already mentioned the stadium was buzzing; it was crazy. So, um, Carolina's staying hot, but let's see what happens when they get to the second round or the third, if the, or the third round if they get there, because they always seem that. To fall apart right then and there but jordan Stahl, the captain with two goals yeah hell of a
1: hell of a leader good for him probably um, the best player on the ice that night
0: yeah yeah and then uh colorado and st louis i did not watch much of this i put it on his background noise but i think it was already like three three nothing colorado yeah.
2: Macar, um,
1: Macar scored the first goal for colorado yeah Kale
0: mccarr is so filthy Cal yeah.
1: Macar. There is, I just, if I could possess that kind of skill, I I just, I wouldn't be sitting here. (laughs) Imagine if we could be that good, but at this. I know. I think that we are pretty good at this, just no one knows who the fuck we are.
2: We're just a different, yeah, (laughs) we're a different good. How's that?
1: (laughs) I like it, I like it. Um, Uh Did you guys see
0: the highlights of the fight between Landis and Braden Shen? I did, I watched that live actually,
1: it was fucking great. They're Rudeau. chucking bombs, kid. Rudeau. And keep you know that, what? Keep that up. Gabriel Landeskog. I swear, I don't get to watch the Western Conference games as much as I I wish I did. I have too much, too much time that I devote to watching all these other games. But every time I watch Gabriel Landeskog, he just solidifies himself more as one of my favorite players. And I always really liked the guy. But and I'm not surprised to see him drop the gloves. I mean, it's not like that's the first time he's done it. Uh, he'll absolutely go head to head with pretty much anybody and, and to throw the haymakers that he threw on Luke Shen it, it was just brilliant I love him so much Braden Shen. Shen yes Bray. the other Shen
0: <laughs> Luke Shen's playing tonight for Tampa
1: yes but yeah uh, it, hell of a
0: scrap and, and then I guess I think it was at the end of the game I think it was Lane Skog in front of the net I don't know whoever it was um, Grubauer Grubauer like slashed whoever it was on on uh, Saint Louis in front of the net. Then they kind of got in a scrum, and then Bennington skated like all the way down to fucking to try and like go after Grubauer. That Bennington man, he's a psychopath. But I hope, uh, hey,
1: let the goalies fight in the playoffs. Fuck it, why not? I'm fine with the the goalies fighting in in any situation. gonna be two minutes left with Game Seven in a tie game in the Stanley Cup Final. I don't give a shit. I like the entertainment, but. Do you think Bennington would be this cocky and, as you say, psychotic if he hadn't won the Stanley Cup two years ago in his rookie well, season? Well, that's like – I guess that's kind of what he was
0: known for coming into that year that they won the Cup is, like, just a kid that is – is—is he walks that line of being cocky slash very confident. So, to me, it sounds like he's just an arrogant prick. Um, but even in his – in, like, his press conferences, the way he talks – it, it's like he, it's like he knows that he's somewhat up, important up there in like goaltenders in the NHL. And I think he's been knocked down a peg, obviously, since since winning that cup. But I mean, he still makes some remarkable saves. He had a sick one on uh, on Rantanen last night. Yeah, but he
1: had a couple unbelievable ones last night.
0: Yeah, but it's just. That St. Louis team is not the same. And even, for, I think it was Ryan O'Reilly came out and said, oh, yeah, we could beat these guys in a series easily. And it's like, yeesh, oh. Ryan. Uh,
2: Sorry, but no.
0: <laughs> it is your former team there. But uh, have you watched Colorado all this all this season? They've yeah. been like the top team in the league besides Vegas and Tampa. So, well, <laughs> I guess I should say Carolina. Um, but, yeah, another good series. Uh, obviously, I hope they all go long. Uh other than the Bruins series. I hope it just ends in five and I can rest peacefully, but. Uh, not get hit by
2: traffic.
0: Yeah. <laughs> not have to go play in traffic. Yeah. That's what that's what I said yesterday. <laughs> if, the, if the bees go down 0-2, going back to the garden, I'm going to go run across 93 and just call it a day.
2: <laughs> no, 93 will be at a standstill. You want thorough drive.
1: thorough <laughs> drive, people don't go fast enough. I'll just, you know what? I'll just you go know, on the, the Tobin. The car doesn't need to go that go. fast to do critical damage.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'll,
1: I'll, I'll walk on the Tobin Bridge. It'll be fine. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, interested to see. I want I can't wait for this Tampa and uh, Toronto, uh, not Tampa, Montreal and Toronto series to get going. I think these two teams are going to try and kill each other. But I don't know if you saw either of you, uh, The the coach of Montreal came out and said, like, Cole Caulfield isn't playing. the uh, Kuikaneema, I think, isn't playing either.
1: Oh wow! Like, what are you doing?
0: Yeah. Do you
1: want your team to win? They're trying to trust in the depth that they have. I mean, that's the one thing that Montreal has on Toronto is depth. But it's like, do you? Why would you do that when you have these guys who've been playing so well? You know, when Cole, they've been Cole Caulfield's
0: unreal so far. Yeah. And he's in. Caulfield's coming straight from playing in college right into playoff hockey. He's already in that mode. Right. Craziness.
2: Well, I guess we'll find out.
0: Yeah. Well, oh, do you guys have anything else before we send it to the best segment in the whole wide world? I do not. Nope. All right, let's send it to Puckin around. Quit fucking around. we fucking around. Fuck you. Oh, hey, fuck
2: you. Fuck out of here.
0: Get the fuck out of here.
2: Guys. Stop pucking
0: around. Yeah, quit pucking around. It uh-huh. sounded like we sounded like the end of of last week when we were doing like the the Boston accent. <laughs> oh, I <hey>, pack you. Pack <laughs> you.
1: <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah, remember. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Too remember much Tomor
2: we were... do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we were talking in like the Boston accent, like. Because I was like, yeah, Kevin Miller, he's like one of the toughest guys. Okay, out there. I do
1: remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, got it. I got it. I don't want to relive
0: yeah. it. No, we're good. No. Yeah, put oh, in that was sw- enough. Put in and <laughs> brass socks. Stop, stop. <laughs> Let the past die. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, well, speaking of the past, we used to do three questions, but this week, and we think moving forward just for a little bit, we might just do one question just because... We seem to rant on a little bit with the three questions. So this week we will have Sonig deliver the question because she's the smartest one here that has a question every week when Cam and I suck.
2: Oh, no, you guys are fine. (laughs) But thanks.
0: All right. right.
2: (laughs) So my question is, if you could try any sport that you haven't done before, what would it be?
0: Does like tackle football count? Because I never played tackle football. I play like flag.
2: I mean, I guess I mean it is considered a sport, so
0: well, sure. Yeah. Sure. Have you heard of the NFL? Yeah. Oh, have I? I don't know. <laughs>
1: uh yeah, you could do tackle football. I would have to go with soccer because I never played it. And quite frankly, if I'd gotten good enough hell, maybe I could have gone and played for One of the big clubs in Europe and made uh, up to 200,000 pounds a week to just be good.
2: (laughs) Secretly, you want to be on the Chelsea team. We get
1: it. (laughs) Oh, that's not a secret at all. Of course, I'd rather. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say that's not a secret secret. at all. No, I I think I'd have to go with that. That or baseball. You never played baseball? I never played. No, I love it. What? But I never actually played it. Softball? Do I look like a woman? Have you seen this beard?
2: That doesn't
0: hey, mean anything. I've played softball for many years. I can't find a fucking league up here. It pisses me off. Anybody in the North Shore that knows of a men's softball league, please reach out to us and let me know. I want to play. I'm trying to hit some dingas, kid. Dingas. Third line grinders fans at Gmail in the description. I guess I, I would like to try curling. Yeah. Yeah, like curling would be fun. I I'd, I think I've always wanted
2: to try biathlon. It's like you, you ski and then you shoot like bullets. Oh I would do that. Yeah, and then you get up and you ski again and then you go down on your bu- on your like bu- like stomach and then keep shooting.
1: It's to that. you've never right? really? seen this, Nick? It's a winter Olympic sport.
2: It's a yeah, and it's Olympic sport, but it's so like people think it's the easiest thing and it's so difficult. I oh, just no. like really want to try it.
0: Is it bad that like the Olympics just don't like do it for me anymore?
1: No, they, they, they don't do it for me either. Oh, guys.
0: <laughs> you know, I know you come from, like, an Olympic background there, Sonic. It's just, like,
1: I don't know, besides, like, the hockey, that's, like, the only thing I really want I don't know. It's just hockey in the winter for me and soccer in the summer. I don't watch the basketball
0: because, no, obviously, USA is just so fucking good. It doesn't even matter. I heard today, I heard a report today that, like, the government in Tokyo wants to, like, not have the Olympics this summer because, I guess, like, COVID is surging again or something
1: back yeah, there. Yeah, and, and, and Nancy huh? Pelosi called for a United States boycott of the Olympics due to uh, human rights violations in China, I think.
0: Yeah. Which, I don't yeah, know. I
1: can get I, behind because I don't I don't fucking care, honestly. <laughs> but not about human rights violations, about the Olympics. I care a lot about <laughs> human <laughs> rights violations, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say this before we close up on the Olympics talk. I really enjoy watching water polo for some reason. Oh, it's such, a, it's such a good sport. That would be a lot of fun to play too. Yeah. You have I to would be like, drown. I, would I, drown. I was going to
2: say, I probably drown too. You have to be an elite, an elite swimmer.
0: That's one thing I, like I always enjoyed like swimming and like going to the pool or like the beach or whatever, but like swimming for like an exercise. Oh that's a lot. My cousin was a swimmer. He swam at URI, and he, he he said it was the best thing he ever did. He was in the best shape of his life. I can believe it. I mean, you look at some of these swimmers. They're fucking yoked.
2: Touché. It's
0: like not fair. Start but swimming, Nick. No. I'll start doing belly flops before I start swimming. You're
2: like cannonball.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who? Oh, you want to see the big tidal wave? <laughs> 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 and on that note... <laughs> and on that note, if we go to camps for a pool party, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> hey i oh. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> Let's go. Man, now that these restrictions are all being lifted May 29th, it is official the city of Boston and the state of Massachusetts will allow is it just vaccinated people or is it everywhere like no matter even if you're not vaccinated i have no idea i think it's i think it's
1: it's everybody there's no way to prove (laughs) technically if you've been vaccinated or not and there's no so and they don't want it to become like a show us your papers type of thing so
0: Mm. well the state is opening back up it only took like 16 months what nothing What? (laughs) what
2: No, I'm just, I could go on a rant about it, but I'm not going to. So we'll end on that note.
1: (laughs) Okay, fair enough. Jesus, nothing like getting really awkward right before the end of a show.
2: (laughs) Never, never.
0: Just throw in the torts, uh, the torts drop instead.
1: Um, (laughs) It's a good team. It's a good team we're playing, and it was a god-awful team that I coached the other night.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I need to hear
1: the, it's the
0: coaching corner
1: with Cam. <laughs> yeah, I know. I should have, I should have put that in here. Uh, I didn't think of it. I mean, I could, I could a- put it in here. I just don't want to assign it a number. I'm limited buttons for my hotkeys.
0: No, nah, so. I do All right. Well, that'll do it. Everybody enjoy the, uh, the Stanley cup playoffs that's going on. Uh, I don't know what Patrick Maroon is doing. It looks like he's calling somebody a chicken. <laughs> he's, he's doing this he
2: <laughs>
0: at the end of the second period fucking fat pat <laughs> uh, he got so he got so mad when oh my God wait did you guys see the sign that that I sent it I in the group I saw that I sent it in the group oh my God I need to pull it up You're real like, quick like, win an award
1: <laughs> like I don't remember. I remember the essence of what it said, but I don't want to step all over it by getting the quote wrong because it was pretty effing brilliant. But basically a Florida fan was holding up a sign uh, in the Tampa Bay end during warm-ups. Am I, am I filling yes. enough time yep. for you, Nick, yep. to find it? <laughs>
2: okay. Read it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this has to be,
0: dur- yeah, like you said, during warmups. There's this dude standing directly behind, like, it looks like Yanni Gord is clearing the pucks, <laughs> and the side says, I'm railing Fat Pat, I'm railing Fat Pat's mom.
1: <laughs> it's just amazing. He that, and I was like, like oh, God. <laughs> it's just amazing that you can get that into a stadium and nobody right? asks a question. Right?
0: Like, nobody's like, oh, what's your poster say? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> although granted half those florida pants probably wouldn't even know what the fuck he's talking about oh too. no that's probably how we got it in uh, no, there no. i go shitting on panthers again Uh
0: all right well everybody enjoy the the playoffs uh stay in touch with us let's uh get our socials going a bit and have some conversations share us your predictions and we will talk to you guys next week correct
1: Well, that's right.
0: Oh, yeah. Hiya. Come here, little boy. (laughs) (laughs) I think we can end on that. Everybody (laughs) have a great week. We'll talk to you next (laughs) week.
1: Bye.